Okay, good morning out there. Uh, come on, though. I'm live on the air here. Uh, it's Friday, December 19th, and I want to start getting back in the habit of doing a uh, semi-regular, uh, you know, livening up the airwaves, get things working again. Uh, want to be, uh, you know, Lutz and I have been at this for... Well, v I started a VRC radio. The first broadcast w was in June. So uh, it's been uh, a, a, a almost six months that we've been on and uh, on the radio. And uh, it's been uh, quite a trip and very, uh, very enlightening for uh, yours truly. The uh, Lutz has been involved since uh, mid end of June, mid-July maybe, with uh, a real saga of uh, how this all got started with my um, my entry into the crypto world in January of, uh, of this year. Actually, it, it all started, the, the saga actually started um, last year uh, you know, maybe in uh, September, October, uh, so of 2012, 2012, where my Xbox uh, stopped working, the heatsink went, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm an older guy, as most people are aware of, you know, 67 years old, but I've always, uh, I have my code that I live by, Kavando's rules, and one of those is to stay current. And uh, so I've tried to do that my entire life. I, uh, as I, uh, it, my existence uh, began and continued through uh, this lifetime, uh, you know, my observations of how uh, one should act have uh, prompted me to uh, end up the way I am, which I'm very happy about. Uh, you know, I, I really uh, am grateful to be here at all. I've been through some harrowing experiences, but I've managed to keep my personal integrity intact, uh, which for me is priceless. And, uh, you know, far more important, my, my spiritual beliefs and how I see the world. And uh, I suppose it can all boiled down to personal freedom so I was fortunate to be born in a place where uh, here in the US where there is a, a great degree of uh, personal freedom but perhaps not to the degree that most people believe uh, but m more so than anyone else especially with the freedom of speech at least I took it to heart and uh, you know my belief is that uh, here in America, you're guaranteed that you can, uh, you're supposed to be guaranteed uh, freedom of speech and freedom of religion, and uh, you can have whatever you, uh, you can have any, hold any beliefs you want as long as it doesn't rain on anybody else's parade because everybody counts. That's another one of me. Cavando's number one rule is everybody counts. And, uh, you know, there's several of them, and uh, I had them published. Uh, I had the top ten on the original VRC radio. They might still be able to be found out there if you go to VRC radio. That's still up and uh, running and broadcasting. 
we have Veracoin Radio, which is the official uh, SuperNet Radio Network uh, iteration of uh, the Veracoin uh, affiliation with SuperNet. Uh, the um, so anyway, uh, I'm an old hippie love child and uh, trying to change the world to make it better and got very disappointed as life went on and uh, all my, my uh, colleagues, if you want to call them, everybody in my generation, it seemed that they, uh, they were selling out as it got to be our turn. We were going to change the world and do all of this stuff and then when it got to be our turn seems that uh, just about everybody sold out for you know the money or uh, prestige and all of the things that um, afflict our, uh, our our society with the inequality of uh, the distribution of wealth and people go to bed hungry one in five children in the United States go to bed hungry uh, every night, you know, that's hard for me to fathom with the abundance that there is in this world, in this country, in the universe, in, in uh, our known universe, which is basically the globe of the earth and uh, we call earth and um, hard to believe with all the abundance that exists that uh, everybody doesn't have a place to stay and enough to eat and health care. There's certainly enough resources to provide all of that for everybody, but uh, we're unable to do that. I, I see just a couple of days ago, yesterday, the new calculations came out that the disparity of uh, wealth between the haves and the have-nots is larger uh, than ever and continues to widen. So that's what Satoshi, uh, that's how I got hooked into all of this stuff, you know. So I've been a, uh, a green guy. Uh, before there was Earth Day, Kavando was a Save the Earth guy. I got very interested in uh, American, uh, Native American culture when I was just a tot. And uh, Bury My Heart and Wounded Knee got me started, that book. And I uh, studied a little bit about it. I was always a voracious reader and uh, still am today. It's uh, definitely, uh, I, I think that's part of what the problem is with where our society is going is there, there's too much video, there's too much TV, there's too many elect, too much electronic communications, and it develops, it affects how your brain uh, interprets and encodes information and twirls it around in your skull, and how you think in the areas of the brain that are, the brain uses to uh, encode this stuff, so it can give you impulses that it's up to you individually to interpret and uh, if, if you're reading it's a whole different thing because it's uh, your, your brain develops it, it develops a scene it, uh, it it's thinking about the thoughts it's work it's working I think harder to um, encode and transfer that information he uses more parts of the brain this is just my personal belief and um, 
forces your brain to uh, conjure uh, images and things that uh, make it develop in certain ways, whereas with the video, all those images are there for you. You know, somebody makes those decisions and you're affected by those. So anyway, I mean, it wasn't even TV when I was born. If I mean, it, it's been an incredible time to be uh, in, uh, to have a lifetime uh, that's involved with uh, the, the current reality, the current passage of time, when you think that uh, there wasn't any TV, uh, there wasn't computers, uh, women uh, were uh, way down the um, equality chain, the race relations were uh, an abomination, and uh, all these things going on in the world, and that's all the stuff we were going to check. Music, for, for instance, uh, the um, the way that uh, rock and rollers were vilified and uh, people that were playing music, you know, the drug scene, uh, alternative lifestyles, uh, going space exploration, incredible time to uh, these huge advances in uh, capabilities and possibilities for uh, the human uh to uh, affect things, medical uh, science and things of that nature, and yet we still have these things that are, uh, afflict us. And it's, uh, it's just been uh, an incredible start, uh, incredible time to be alive. And uh, I thought it was going to be a great, really super thing that we were going to be able to change all this stuff, being a big reader and a student of history. And like I say, uh, my generation really dropped the ball because despite the fact there have been some, it, there's been some advances and uh, I don't do that, but certainly not enough and certainly not a room, a room for a lot of improvement. And it's, uh, and now we're there. It's 40, 45 years later and we were going to change the world and it, it, at a base level, it's pretty much the same. So we really dropped the ball. I feel like my generation dropped the ball and we sold out for uh, prestige and money and they wanted to have nice things and they fell right into all the uh, paths and uh, ways that, um, that human beings uh, fall into. Because that, that's what it comes down to is people uh, take the blockchain theory that we're involved in here. It's, it's uncorruptible. It's mathematics. It's uh, that's what's what's beautiful about it. But as long as there's some pers people get in there and they start screwing around with stuff, and it's so it's the people and uh, that uh, can make the difference. And if we can re it to uh, to revive and uh, restate the uh, hippie mantra that uh, went on in the 70s is peace, love, and understanding. And uh, certainly a, uh, a formula that would work and works after fashion continues to work because we're still here on this earth. And uh, there's certainly uh, enough um, weaponry and uh, devices and uh, things to have destroyed 
destroy the human race over and over again. I mean, we've ruined the planet, but uh, th that's a whole other issue, and I could just go on and talk for uh, hours and uh, haven't got into the environmental thing from initially because of my uh, studies you know, on American culture where the American Indian uh, was considered and the reason they were called Indians is because when when the explorers came here, notably Columbus, although he was late to the party, as it turns out. I mean, everybody believed when I grew up that Columbus discovered America. And, I mean, you know, the Vikings were definitely here long beforehand. And uh, now they're starting to talk about uh, and we're here from China. I mean, I'd like to study some Chinese history and not the Western version. Uh, but there's uh, evidence of some uh, Chinese uh, exploration in on the North American continent, you know, probably well before. I, I, I did study some Asian history and uh, Chinese history, and I do know that like 2,000 years before Britannia ruled the seas, uh, the Chinese uh, had a navy that was four times larger than the British Navy when they, uh, when they uh, were in their, uh, the height of their uh, dominance of, of the world, and uh, at least from, from Western textbooks. You know, from your from the uh, Eurocentric uh, version of history that uh, most Americans get, and uh, Europeans, and uh, being interested to, uh, I remember reading that and uh, being just fascinated with facts such as that, and uh, and and you know what they did with it. What they had it up and running in uh, four times greater than uh, that of uh, Britain uh, when Britain ruled the seas, and uh, they dismantled it because it uh, was too expensive. You know, cost too much money. Very pragmatic uh, folks, the Chinese, and uh, they did it. And they they uh, have been out of the ocean-going exploration and domination of the sea business for many, many years until, you know, the last 10 or 20, they're starting to uh, build up a Navy themselves. As, uh, and I, I think that that decision to uh, curtail the Navy led to the, um, I don't want to say isolation, because they certainly weren't isolated. You know, the, mo the, 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 uh, the, the great dynasties of China were... Uh, I mean, huge within and interacting in them, within themselves and all across Asia and their, the conflicts they'd had with Japan and Korea and their uh, westward extension. Uh, sometimes I, I got on a tangent one time. I was gonna I was thinking about the parallels to draw a parallel between the uh, Western expansion of the United States and the Western. Uh, expansion of China into Europe and the uh, ferocity and cleverness and ingenuity of uh, the uh, Asians that stormed into uh, 
into Europe. And there's just so many things to be thought about that are, are, are fun to entertain and ideas to think about. And I don't think that people that are coming up now that are watching TV instead of reading books can't, they don't put it together. Their mind, it, 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 it's, it's like reading is a mind-expanding uh, deal. And, uh, and then you get to the reading of what makes a computer program work. And, I mean, computers, uh, the integrated circuit is actually the turning point because the integrated circuit is made, it was developed in the 70s early 70s and that's what's made all of this computer combined uh, stuff possible I mean I still marvel at it every day here I am sitting in my uh, sitting in my uh, living room doing a radio show and uh, it just uh, boggles uh, the, the, my mind and my imagination and not only that I can uh, I can play uh, music and here, let me start this out, because uh, this is really a test. Lutz and I were doing an open test last night. We want to get back on the air. Uh, <clears throat> I've been uh, ill. I've got some health issues ongoing. Uh, I mean, I'm 67. I'm getting up there. And, you know, the rule, uh, Kavando's rule of life is that one of Kavando's rules of life, they're a little bit different from Kavando's general rules, but another one of Kavando's uh, rules is you pay at the end of the line. And um, so the older you get, uh, that old saying, I remember thinking about that when I was younger, and some people would say youth is wasted on the young. And uh, I disagreed with that then, and I disagree with that now. Um, and I disagree with uh, the characterizations of a... Uh, an older population and the people that end up having been on the planet longer uh, dissing the younger generation it seems like it, it, it's it's just how people are you you, you, you you claim that the younger people aren't uh, doing as much and it's not as good and all this other stuff and nothing could be farther from the truth uh, this case in point uh, that how I got involved in cryptocurrency is um, the disdain that people have for people who play video games. The younger people, you know, the whole couch potato thing, and they sit in front of the TV all day. And I mean, there's some truth to that, but uh, the, the the flip side of it is that uh, it it uh, there are some good things. Not to mention the the marketing and the jobs that it's created and uh, and basically, why are they so popular? And I mean, I was always, as they started with Pong and Dig Dug and Ms. Pac-Man, and as those developed in the uh, in into the 70s and 80s with the advent of the uh, integrated circuitry, the uh, and how it grew. Uh, exponentially always uh, intrigued me. I, I, I got into computer programming in the early 80s myself, took a course and uh, some ancient, uh, some I mean really ancient, I mean the time warp that uh, is developed between what was going on in the 80s and what's going on in 2014 
uh, and the advances in technology and where people have gone and stuff that's gone on. Well, let's put the 60s in there because that's when the, the, the space exploration started. So call it the 50s because the first, first space launch was really in, uh, you know, the Sputniks in 54, 55, and the Russians were ahead, uh, and then the space race and all that stuff that uh, got people uh, going on this uh, craziness uh, that we're on, but uh, I would say that all the advancements in, in, in the last 50 or 60 years, uh, crammed into those 50 or 60 years, that, uh, I mean, take the Industrial Revolution, which went on, you know, for, you know, a, a, a like amount of time, which was a huge change for the world, but uh, not the number, I mean, it just seems like all of the stuff that gets worked on and uh, is uh, just more, there's just more and more and more and more as uh, the world, I guess what I'm saying is the world gets more complex and there's more to be understood and people look into it and all that. And uh, where it'd be nice to get back to basics and, you know, take care of Maslow's uh, needs that's where uh, Cavando would start. If he was uh, king of the world, I would look to uh, implementing uh, Maslow's needs and uh, what humans basically need. If you, if you want a primer to start on down a, a, a road of uh, making it better for every human on the face of the earth, that's where uh, I would put the emphasis. So... Um, but back to uh, what I was talking about, how I got involved in crypto was, uh, I mean, I was already interested in these games and as it got better, big, bigger and bigger and everybody's putting down all the younger generation for playing all these video games. And, uh, you know, I have a young nephew. Uh, I don't have any children. I was married briefly in the 70s. I've been divorced like, Christ, almost 40 years. You know, I've been divorced. So, um, so anyway, but I do have some nieces and nephews who uh, I really uh, think the world of. And my, my young nephew, uh, who lives here on Cape Cod, not far away with uh, one of my brothers, I'm one of eight. And uh, my uh, the, the second youngest child in the uh, litter is uh, named Jeff. He lives here on Cape, and he's my favorite brother. He's a really good guy and uh, takes care of a lot of things to do, not only his family, but his uh, extended family and such, and uh, very close with that group and uh, that tribe. And uh, Cameron, his uh, son, he has two daughters and a son, and uh, was really into the video games. Well, the girls were too, but Cameron more so. So I would sit down and play with him, and he would just kick my ass. And I didn't care for that. You know, I never liked, uh, I always been a competitive guy, and uh, I was trying to get young Cameron to uh, clue me in on how to do this stuff. And uh, he wouldn't do it, you know. He wouldn't wise me up. He just, uh, he was playing uh, Halo was the big game. And uh, the first uh, editions of Halo. 
and he would, that Master Chief would just destroy me. He'd get up on top of me and spin around and fire me up at will, and I had no clue what was going on. So, and he wouldn't help me out. So, uh, teach me. So I went out and I bought my own. And I tried to get a little better, and I, I, I'm never going to be able to compete with them. But what did happen is I started playing some of these other games. Uh, I, I like the drive-in games. Uh, my uh, veteran status and the fact of my experiences in the military and my overall uh, anti-war, anti-gun bent that I've had forever um, keeps me away from shooters and uh, again I've never been for you know everybody buying uh, guns and GI Joes and uh, pistols and play guns and stuff like that never been uh, you know I'm against that I don't think it's a real good way to go but uh, it, it's here and it's the reality of how we are and these shooters are very very popular but I don't play them I, I like the role-playing games and the, uh, like I say, the driving games, auto racing, and uh, the sports, the golf. Uh, football is, uh, that Madden is a little bit too controller intensive. Uh, my controller skills are, are lacking. And as I've said many times over this last six months, you know, this generation, the last couple of generations have come out of the womb with the mouse in one hand and a game controller in the other. And it's unbelievable the skill that they exhibit. And, uh, but the bottom line, what Cavando found is that the reason that the, uh, these video games and everything and computers are so popular with the younger generation is because they're fun. It's just a tremendous uh, experience, the, these things that they do, and they get better and better in the, the, real, real, the realism and the cleverness of the plots and the uh, devices that are developed and how they're used. And, I mean, all you got to do is uh, conjure up a Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft is just... It, 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 it's just mind destroying, you know, to me. And, uh, and, and that, uh, it, it, it's so popular, and I can understand why, and I've embraced that. Whereas I would say, you know, 60% of people in my generation don't even know what Minecraft is. They'll say, you know, what is that, some kind of uh, naval vessel used to. Uh, uh, disable minds, you know, or, uh, or uh, no, no, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, this and that, and uh, I mean, it's just insane, the ignorance of people and this contempt before investigation that uh, seems to be prevalent in uh, our world and this dissing of the younger generation on a regular basis. It's like, it's like in high school, and I know it, that isn't a universal thing uh, throughout the world, uh, the school system here in the United States, but uh, how, you know, the seniors uh, think that they're privileged and they dump all over the freshmen. And uh, I, I, I just didn't ever understand that. And 
tried not to follow in those footsteps and, uh, you know, the battle between the generations and, of course, the battle of the sexes. Uh, that's, a, that's another thing. Uh, I'm a real big uh, fan of women in general and I've always been a um, women's right advocate. Uh, sometimes before the women, I remember when I had one of my first jobs and I was getting like 10 cents an hour and they were paying this girl 5 cents an hour and we were doing exactly the same job. And I said, well, shit, that's not right. So let's go down and talk to uh, Mr. Anderson, whoever the hell it was, and we'll get this squared away. And she said, oh, well, we don't want to do that because then we'll lose our jobs. I said, well, if we do, we do, but this can't stand. You know, this just isn't right. Just struck me as not being the way to be. And, um, and of course, I got canned and... Uh, and she kept working there for a nickel an hour. He probably answered a, uh, hired another woman <laughs> to uh, replace me and saved himself five cents an hour, which was a lot of money in those days. So anyway, um, so let's, let's see, I'm rambling on. Well, listen, let me, let, let me play some music here. Uh, let me see. Uh, I play a lot of old stuff sometimes. But uh, here's a uh, here's a song from a, a relatively new group. It's called, and this is what, um, and it's a, it, it it has a romantic bent to it. But I, I I like the beat and the tune and the message, and it's Kavando uh, loves dancing, and uh, if you're not a dancer, you know there's something wrong with you in my book. You know, you feel that urge to go around and shake your bones from the vibrations of the music. And, uh, you know, that's uh, human nature. That It's just something to it. So if you're an anti-dancer, and there are plenty of them out there, believe me, they don't want you dancing. As a matter of fact, uh, there were laws, the blue laws in uh, Massachusetts, except uh, when I was living down in New Jersey in the 70s and 80s, they were still using those blue uh, It was illegal to dance in Ocean City, New Jersey on, uh, on Sunday. And uh, you couldn't even bounce a friggin' basketball on Sunday in that town. You know, all the playgrounds were going down. You know, that's going a little bit. But hey, they can have it where you want, so don't live in Ocean City. But, uh, you know, I did it. I liked the quiet. No bars there either. And I was a big drinker, but I liked the idea. Nice and quiet. You know, go home every night. And uh, police were Gestapo-like, but, you know, that's uh, that was good too. Kept all the, uh, all the baloney down. So anyway, uh, here's a nice song for you to listen to. It's by, uh, it's by Robin. Dancing on my own.
Yeah, that's Robin dancing on my own. Commando here on Supernet Radio, flagship station of the Supernet Radio Network. And I've been talking all kinds of nonsense. We're just doing it now. It's not nonsense, just my personal history and everything. Uh, getting back on the air, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're early to the party, I think, uh, way it looks to me is, you know, maybe a Supernet launch uh, in February, you know, uh, but uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, they work awful fast, this group of guys with James in, in the lead and uh, setting the standard for how fast you can code and uh, but efficiently and uh, the reason I say February or maybe even longer might be you know, something usable for testing, 
by uh, February, but for general public, I would say we're probably five, six. I was talking with Lutz last night. If you tuned into uh, the Supernet Radio last night, you got a treat. Uh, Lutz and I had the mic open uh, while we were doing a working session. So if you see uh, the notice that we are on live broadcasting, it's, uh, so it, it, it's kind of fun to uh, tune in. And uh, listen to Lutz and I go back, and uh, that Lutz, he's done a heck of a job for, uh, I know he's personally saved uh, VRC Radio, the group of people that I was affiliated with early who, uh, oh, getting back to my story about how I got into crypto is so anyway, um, my nephew was kicking my ass in video games, so I decided to get my own Xbox, and over the years, you know, I realized how much fun they are, and that's, that's why video games are so damn popular, is because they're fun. They really are a great load of fun, so I started playing a lot of them, and uh, as, as I was saying earlier, not shooters. You can always uh, play this replay. I'll get this back up because we're testing out all of the stuff now. Uh, seems like we're going to have plenty of time before we get a general audience that is what I always planned for the radio station is to be a, uh, a liaison uh, to uh, the, ma the, the masses of people, the users, the end user that, uh, that the blockchain and, and the, the Toshi's Sakamoto, Nakamoto's uh, grand vision of uh, financial equality and you know, level in the playing field for everybody with financial transactions and the costs thereof and associated with that. And um, that uh, is what uh, got me into this crypto. But anyway, the... Uh, that's what I got it. That, so that's why I ended up with Veracoin, and I was a member of the Veracoin community. And what could I do to help the uh, community in general? And I thought that, you know, I would fit in well to uh, because I do have uh, an understanding of. Uh, I'm not a coder, but I had. Uh, worked as a programmer many years ago, and I've always been. I've kept up on, fascinated by you know, the digital uh, computer uh, world and what it, it can do and uh, the capabilities, possibilities of it all. And, uh, but a lot of people aren't, particularly in my generation. I can remember when the uh, can't, the uh, digital recorder came out, you know, you could record uh, and answering machines. That was another thing. I mean, the older generation threw their hands up in the air and <laughs> they were just so anti-answering. She couldn't figure out how to run them, you know, beyond them. And, you know, some of those things are still true, but to a lesser degree, uh, especially with computers being introduced into the uh, school system at younger and younger age. So uh, people are more uh, computer literate and uh, using that stuff, and it will get more and more so. So when those people start getting to be 25, 30, 40, and it's starting to happen now, Lutz is, uh, you know, he's in his mid-30s, so he's uh, somewhere in there. And, of course, mostly a younger crowd. We do get some older turkeys like myself 
in uh, in this crypto business uh, for the same reasons. And uh, but a lot of them are computer professionals and uh, freelancers, and uh, they've just been interested in it and and made a, a nice living from it because there's just so much work to be done uh, in that regard. So anyway. Um, the see I'm losing my train of thought now all right so getting into crypto the um, so anyway I so I'm playing these video games so then my Xbox died so I need to get another one and I, I, I met these this younger guy who started his own computer repair business down in Hyannis and I kind of took him under my wing and uh, he was from a uh, you know underprivileged uh, background uh, completely dysfunctional family, you know, with the father that wasn't around. And I just met, he was working at a radio shack and I went in to get something, got in a conversation. We ended up in a, a in a friendship and, uh, 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 helped him get his driver's license so he could get driving around and, uh, and remain friends. And he started this business and uh, he had this grand vision. He wanted to uh, have a mobile um, computer repair uh, business. He had this old 1962 bus that he was uh, wanted to acquire and renovate. And so here's a kid that, you know, people think he's a couch potato and he's a young kid playing a lot of video games. He's got this grand vision. And he's working his butt off, you know, 24 hours a day just about just spinning around in circles without any direction so i try to give him a little help and uh got friendly with him and uh so i went down to talk to him about you know what do i do with with the new xbox one coming out and a ps4 do where do i go i did some of the due diligence myself and he said well the thing to go the way to go would be a steam box I says, and I hadn't heard about that yet. He said, yeah, they'll be coming out with them the start of this year. That's 2014. They're working on them. There's already a site, and people do have them. And it's basically a, a high-powered computer with gaming, uh, specifically tuned for gaming, but you can do anything on them. And uh, you can play uh, all the major games will be adapted for them, and they'll, they'll be faster and better. And... Uh, backwards compatible and forwards compatible and they're super fast and basically uh, what Microsoft and PS and Sony are doing is you know they're they're like seven eight years behind what you could possibly do and uh, the, the, the possibilities for gaming and you know they're feeding it to you slowly, so the 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 and they they obsolete their own games. They they come out with a new console, make it have it two or three or four years, and sell you new games for it. When if you were on a Steam box, you could play a more sophisticated game that plays faster and uh, does other things, uh, works better. And uh, there are other games that are not are written by non-mainstream companies that are pretty interesting too, and they're free. A lot of them are free, and the prices are uh, really reasonable. I mean, you're talking like ten, twelve dollars to uh, five, six dollars, you know, for some of these games out on the Steam site, 
and uh, it's amazing that that's there. So what Sony does is in, in, in Xbox, they'll issue, uh, you know, release a market, a box, and a player, and sell you the games for that. And then three years later, they'll uh, take that box, and you'll have to buy new games all over, the same games all over again, because uh, they won't work as well. So basically, uh, if I went Steam... It would, uh, and he was going to build me. And of course, Valve hadn't released for a general uh, release yet their their Steam box, which they they have done now. And there are a couple more out there, but still, it hasn't really gripped, as far as I know. And of course, I'm way far away from you know mainstream gaming, but um, so uh, video gaming. So the um, they continue to uh, they're years behind, but they'll they'll sell millions of dollars and well probably billions of dollars of of uh, consoles and game, and then issue another one and another one. And if I built a Steam box, uh, I'd I'd be good for like probably eight or ten years. And if I live past that, uh, I'll be a happy man because I mean I got high mileage. But anyway, uh, so anyway, so they built me a steam box, and when I was working with the technician down there that was building my machine and getting to design it and everything, and he was into crypto. So he started, I got friendly with him. I mean, knowing the owner of the shop and all of that other stuff, I got to hang around a lot and develop a relationship with these guys, and they didn't mind me uh, hanging out and learning about the stuff and watching them build it and designing it and having the components come in and um, that's part of uh, my stick is you know not only staying current with the technology and stuff but staying in touch with the younger generation you know try to see where they're coming from and I, I, I think it helps me uh, think better and stay alert instead of hanging out with all these old fogies so uh, so anyway, I'm down there and um, I started listening, found out, about, and I had heard about Bitcoin because I had done some uh, finances and uh, it, uh, you know investments and stuff like that. So I was familiar with, I was, I knew what a Bitcoin was, I thought, but then I started studying. And I was really intrigued by the whole deal and studied Satoshi Nakamoto, and then all of a sudden I got born again. I was a born again hippie because now Satoshi's trying to do change the world just like the flower children were back in the 60s so that really got me had up about it and I started studying mining and uh, did a lot of mining and learned all about the cryptocurrencies and then it was just insane what uh, how it is and how it's the wild west and the speculation and the ripoffs and the good folks and it was just a microcosm of the world to me and uh, went through several coins and then I got to be a real big, uh, when Veracoin came out, I was I started mining some of that and then they had their problems and the, uh, the, the devs, the developers of particularly Effects to Cause were seemed to be of a different ilk and uh, I joined that community was probably the second or third community that I joined, and I'd been disappointed in some of the others in in some regards. And um, but anyway, I ended up being a, 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 a 
really getting involved in Veracoin and, you know, what could I do? I'm not a coder. I'm not a marketer. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm just working hard to understand all this other stuff. So I saw my value as being eventually, and, and one of the goals of, um, of Veracoin was missions was to, uh, for mass adoption. So uh, I thought that my best spot for me would to be to go the, the last step to the person on the street that just wants to, you know, I, I call it one-click usability is uh, what you need to do to have uh, people want to go out to their, take an automobile, they want to go in there and uh, get in their car and put the key in the ignition and have it start up and drive down the road, listen to the radio, know where they are, take phone calls in their car, get where they're going. Uh, they don't want to know the uh, tire pressure and the torque and uh, the, the the strokes of the engine and the compression ratios and the tolerances of the uh, rings to the interior of the, cellar, cell, the cylinder walls and all of the technical stuff that makes the engine work and the chemical composition of internal combustion and uh, you know, Boyle's Law and the expansion of gases. and They don't want to know all of that. They just want to get in their car and have it work. Well, that's what people want with crypto. They don't want to know about the, uh, de the dedicated hash tables and the catamilia, uh, uh, it, it, how telepathy works and the abstract creation of uh, addresses and all of this stuff. They, they don't want to know that. They, they, they don't really care about that. The, 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 the end users now I'm talking about now, fascinating stuff for developers and uh, computer heads and uh, people. I mean, it intrigues me. But uh, so I saw my value as being uh, right there on the end of that. Now, uh, getting educating the masses. So uh, what could I do? So I decided to start a radio station and I had my friends uh, down there at the uh, computer repair shop helped me out and uh, they kind of got involved and uh, went on the air too soon um, to coincide with the release of something that was due from Veracoin and the, the station was uh, VRC radio was b basically slowly eroding under my feet because they didn't deliver uh, ended up with a breakup of with my friendship with those guys because they ended up treating me like uh, a lot of other people get treated in customers and uh, and then I met Lutz on a hangout uh, with Veracoin and um, he, he uh, stepped up and uh, rescued my, the, the station and basically me uh, from uh, being, um, yeah, I was getting worked over a little bit, to be quite honest. My naivete of what was going on and my trust in the, the guys that, uh, you know, I had my, my friend there who I thought I was a friend, but he wasn't doing me any favors. And uh, so anyway, Lutz uh, bailed me out of that, and we started... Uh, we, 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 I was running Veracoin Radio and Lutz 
uh, really uh, revamped everything. Just like he's done such a great job with uh, supernet.org, uh, the home page. He's built that home page. It's really something. You know, the guy is a doer. You know, straight talking, straight at you. Just like a lot of guys, I think we both found a home. You know, we, we, we found each other, and uh, he saved the radio station. And then this, uh, then in August, you know, in mid-July is when we met. And then the beginning of August, and all this stuff started doing about Supernet. And we saw Supernet as being the future, and Veracoin just being a small part of that. So we decided to do Supernet Radio. And then we came up with this idea with all these different coins, the Supernet Radio Network, this vast array of coins. So here we are today. But we're still early. Uh, you know, we, tr we, we got on uh, for, uh, we launched Supernet Radio, you know, much too early uh, during the ICO, which was in early September. Uh, and... Um, a little too early for a mass audience and because that's what our our goal is and then uh i got i got ill in the middle of november and i uh, was missing in action for you know, three weeks just getting back in the swing of things and a lot of different changes going on and it's, speaking of that how about some news on uh what's going on with the stuff i see uh out on slack i'm honored to be uh, a member of slack and uh, admitted to the slack uh, colony there which is a um uh, it's like uh, it's like a private interlay relay track, a little IRC channel, but uh, the membership is is by invitation only, and they run a tight ship there. Uh, not to say that they surveil it and uh, kick out anybody. It's just like it's self-policing, and people that don't fit there uh, don't last because they're actually using it as a uh, a conduit for. Uh, building the supernet. I mean, they're exchanging code and ideas and everything. It's really something to watch and uh, amazing how fast this thing is coming together from just being a figment of James' imagination in August. And uh, here we are coming up on the end of the year. It doesn't look like James is going to make his bonus. He was due for 20% uh, of the ICO uh, was de designated to James for bonuses if he met certain price criteria. It doesn't look like that, which was three times the net asset value at uh, after the ICO uh, closed. And uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be reached. It needs to get up to about, I would say, seven to 800 uh, next in order to uh, be three times because it was... Um, believe around 170 uh, when it was first issued so that'd be 300 eh, six you could hit 700 he'd get his bonus but that uh, doesn't look like he will he's got another the other half of that bonus is due at uh, 2000 the end of 2015 but the next uh, super net price has to be 10 times so it would have to be uh, like uh, thousand seven hundred uh somewhere thereabouts uh, all the numbers are out on the um the next forums uh, i mean the bitcoin talk forums and uh, they're available uh various places uh, it's calculated in bitcoin 
the uh, net asset value. So if there was five, there was five thousand something Bitcoin raised in the ICO. Uh, so it, it, I, I believe it's seventeen thousand Bitcoin is the uh, target for the ten time. Uh, although it figured to be fifteen thousand. Yeah, the, the numbers are all written down somewhere. I don't bother myself with getting down to those particulars. I need to be better at that with the radio because that's the kind of thing people want to know. But uh, the newest thing I see out there is uh, there's going to be a lottery. Uh, they're giving away a, a shit ton of uh, Supernet. Uh, it was like a thousand or something like that. And everybody who makes an asset purchase of a uh, hundred, a hundred, or, or was it a thousand next? Let me check it out. Let me get to that right. Oh, that's uh, old Jim has uh, signaling me that that's not working so good. So let me. Uh, reinvigorate that with a few clicks on my little mouse here it's such a popular uh, device in this world that guy made a ton of money uh, inventing the mouse so now we're all wireless these days is really good um, so the announcement is that um, It's for the JL777 HODL fund, and uh, anyone, uh, anybody, every 100 assets purchased, and including past purchases of the, um, of the JL77, you'll get one lottery ticket, and this is retroactive to November 1st of this year, runs from November 1st to December 31st, and you'll get a hundred thousand next, three winners, a uh, hundred thousand next for first, fifty thousand for second, and twenty-five thousand next for third. And they're going to uh, select it randomly via SHA-256 uh, phrase. And uh, James uh, will post a uh, fair method of verifying uh, the source code telepathy calculation to calculate the closest buyers. Uh, tax uh, transaction ID and uh, so uh, there's only going to be a total of 5,000 tickets available so get out there and start buying those uh, blocks of uh, 100 assets so I mean you can buy them all at once for every 100 uh, JL777 HODL I, I need more clarification on this because it's confusing me is it just JL777 HODL uh, that you need to purchase for that lift, or is it any, any hundred assets? Probably, uh, I'm thinking it's just JL77 because Liberty Now is a market maker and trying to make a market for that JL777 HODL, which, if you're unaware, is uh, James's personal holdings of uh, all his uh, Supernet and other holdings as well. And you can get rats. It's nice about the asset. The uh, all right here it comes in. Great, we're getting some. Every hundred assets purchased from an account receive one lottery ticket. Uh, yeah, I'm reading that off too. Uh, when it says a hundred assets, does that mean just? So that is from that address, from that next address, and I'm I'm thinking that looks like the. Uh, 
the JL77 HODL address. So every hundred assets, thank you uh, for sending that message in. Uh, and um, and I know that address because I hold some JL777 HODL. I mean, this, this next and this whole SuperNet idea and the blockchain and the blockchain 2 technology and this whole scheme of SuperNet that's going through is just incredible to Kabando. And uh, assets are the future. I think coins are dead myself. They're just going to be cu currency. There'll always be speculation in markets for them, just like on Forex and all the currencies of the world but assets is where it is and uh so i i, I love the next I, I i can't keep any next in my wallet i keep buying assets it's like an addiction man lutz has got it bad too and uh, some of the other uh developers uh <clears throat> got a bad case of uh, buying assets so i hold some of those and uh I, I keep transferring stuff into next so that's going on the other two things I, I try to remember every day for uh, and again aiming at people that are novices or don't quite understand is when you're buying these assets on next you got to remember to go buy that wallet address or the asset ID number that uh, is is available right there because the uh, in order to avoid name uh, squatting uh, such as what happens uh, in the domain name realm where when they first started coming out with the internet people were buying up like coca-cola.com and 7up.com and on the go.com and all these all these names and then holding them hostage for uh, big money for you know people that would have a, uh, a real interest in want for a internet presence so in order to called name squatting so in order to avoid that that you can have duplicate names when you create a next next asset you can create a next asset for a hundred next you can create an asset design your own um asset uh have it pay dividends and how many uh you want uh to sell and you know its description and create a market for it right there in the next wallet and uh which is an integral part of supernet but again the supernet's going to have uh its own versions of all of that it gets uh pretty intense when you when you start to try to figure out exactly what the supernet's going to do uh very very intense and uh can get confusing rapidly but anyway, you got to be careful. So if Debbie's uh, Muffin Shop wanted to uh, issue an asset to raise some funds for uh, expansion into uh, their Muffin Empire, the, uh, they would issue an asset, but call it Debbie's Muffins. But somebody could come along and make another asset called Debbie's Muffins. It would have a completely different tax ID and asset uh, an asset number, but you'd, uh, it would be the same name. So there can be confusion there because the next folks decided that, that this is the way that they would deal with the issue of name squatting. So you got to have your head on a swivel and pay attention to those next IDs. What uh, Lutz and I uh, are trying to do is every time we mention an asset uh, anywhere on the Supernet Radio Network uh, of stations 
uh, we try to put the next ID uh, next uh, uh, right there next to it so you can check that simultaneously when you go on there. So that you need to be aware of that, people, because uh, like there, I think there are at least two. There's there's at least two and possibly three uh, assets named SuperNet out there on the next asset exchange and only one of them is the real supernet. Of course it trades on bitter under trading symbol unity. But uh, so you got to watch out for that. And the other key thing and it's with this opal this this latest opal hack that happened is it was uh, a wallet actually a false wallet that was Hoisted on people by downloading off of the Bitcoin Talk forum, and uh, they included a uh, piece of code that you know it's almost like a phishing scheme where they put up a page that looked like a, a link that looked like it, and they attached a keylogger to the link to download the Opal wallet. So when you did, it was logging your passwords. Now, my association with, I say Lutz, not only saved the radio station and uh, got it back up and running, and from a technical point of view, just the way it works and runs and the, the whole web page integration and all of that, but he also has uh, taught me and implemented uh, key um, security measures. He's a network engineer himself professionally uh, works for a Fortune 30 company on Long Island and uh, and the con the idea of an anti-keylogger he put on my computer within the first two or three weeks of me he and my our association so uh, I didn't have to worry about that because I had a, a key an anti uh, keylogger uh, and malware uh, security and the regular virus security and all that already installed on my computer. So everybody out there, get yourself an anti-keylogger. There are several that are very good uh, and I think Lutz's recommendation is one called Zemana, Z-E-M-A-N-A, Zemana. Uh, they have a free version of course and you can uh, upgrade uh, as you see fit, but you need to have a keylogger to prevent that stuff. So get yourself uh, a keylogger and uh, get it on there and prevent yourself from these further things. Actually, you know, I had uh, Juan S. Galt, uh, J.S. Galt, uh, then very influential on the other, yes, for a brief thing. We had some technical difficulties that were all Commando's fault, pressing the buttons with the, all these upgrades that have gone on and uh, since uh, my illness because Lutz continues to uh, roll on and keep everything up to date and uh, there you can see uh, if you go on to uh, Supernet uh, Radio and on to the chat there you can see we have an anon chat by the way uh, Supernet Radio uh, we're going to have, when we launch, we're going to have between 15, the major launch is going to be launched simultaneously when Supernet launches. We're going to go to 24-hour marathon and you probably get to hear all of this again. So, uh, you know, we're working all that, but it's right there. Uh, so, the thing about that, Anon, uh, 
it's like a uh, it's like slack or irc but all of the supernet uh sites are hooked into that so a supernet radio network sites we're going to have between 15 and 30 different sites that are uh you know supernetradio.com blackcoinradio.com veracoinradio.com supernet radio all of the in a uh, part of the whole supernet radio network and it's going to be a chat that uh, uh, completely anonymous that you can sign on to and everyone all of those sites are on that automatically you can check with different people about different coins and uh, that's one of the things we offer it's up and running now or you can use the mix we use the, the sound the radio solution broadcasting solution we use is called Mixlr, and uh, we have replays from that up on the supernetradio.com site you can go to there and um, so I wanted to mention that. So there's that lottery that's coming on. Uh, there, there's all kinds of fancy stuff happening that uh, there's too much for Covando to talk about at one time. We're looking for uh, DJs and uh, people. Uh, we got, uh, we'll be working away, Lutz and I, this weekend uh, on uh, the Supernet Radio Network site that will explain more about what Supernet Radio is about. Uh, I like to keep these broadcasts down to about an hour because I do record them and then they're ready for on-demand instant replay on uh, Supernet Radio and on it will be every Supernet Radio affiliated uh, website as well. So we got a grand plan for Supernet Radio and the Supernet Radio Network is uh, for educational purposes and of course it, it'll be monetized. That's what's great about James. And his, uh, his idea is, and, and, and the way he approaches uh, cryptocurrencies in the crypto world, is you need to deal with it, and it needs to be self-sustaining, and that means it has to generate revenue. Uh, people can't, don't do this out of the, don't do anything in this world out of the kindness of their heart, although the degree that, the, in the dedication of the people that are developing this stuff, it's all uh, open-ended on the faith that it will work because people are putting time, effort, and, uh, you know, their hearts and soul into this stuff. And, uh, and it's, it's got to be monetized. It's got to be self-supporting. So Supernet Radio Network is the first goal is education, and the second is to be uh, add value to Supernet and the, the Supernet uh, asset itself. And in doing that, if we can add value to Supernet and add value and, and, and educate people, uh, I think that uh, simple things like advertising revenue and stuff will come in. And we have a lot of other ideas that uh, that are innovative and uh, that will be coming up. And if I say much more, uh, Lutz will be chastising me again for giving away all his secrets. You know, he's. Uh, <laughs> He's a great guy to work with, too. You always know where you stand with Lutz, and I uh, love that guy. He saved my butt and uh, saved uh, my concept of uh, kept my, my hippie tendencies in my desire to uh, still change the world, is getting a second chance in his life. And, uh, you know, you, sometimes you hear uh, everybody deserves a second chance, and uh, not everybody believes that. 
but in this chance, in this case, I'm getting to it, and Lutz is, uh, is a main vehicle that's allowing me to do that. He's making my, and plus, he's working his butt off in the same direction as everyone else and contributing his time and efforts to Supernet. Supernet's, uh, it's, uh, it's a good hookup for them, too, but uh, he and I got together and ended up on his Supernet's really working out fun. We have a lot of fun together and uh, relate to each other. You know, across the uh, generation gaps, we still get some gappers once in a while. You know, that's a basic term. If uh, all of you international people aren't familiar with baseball, the gap between in the outfield, uh, between, you know, this right center and left field, maybe cricketers can get it. So there's a fielder, a left fielder, a center fielder, and if it get in a, a, a right fielder, and if it gets in the gap between those two, it's called a gapper because it goes for extra bases. You know, those balls are harder to catch. And I tried to uh, create a little meme uh, for myself, uh, calling it a gapper, like uh, like I'll be talking with someone, um, with a younger generation person, uh, you know, at a, at a get-together of some sort, and with an older person, uh, and me, I'm like in between, or maybe a little bit older than those people, and there'll be a miscommunication there, and I'll call that a gapper, you know, a generation gap. So it's kind of like a uh, play on words that uh, Commando down. Uh, it's a gapper, you know, the because uh, that's what the cue and cry is in a baseball game because gappers are good if you're batting because you're going to get more runs scored and people get more bases. But that's another whole thing uh, about stuff, and uh, that's going to be the end of the broadcast today. Did play one song, got some playing done. If you want to re-listen to this, uh, it takes about takes me about 20 minutes to get the uh, replay of the Daily Show up. So I'm going to be shutting down. Uh, I'm going to be trying to broadcast in uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at 10 o'clock like I had in the past. And But uh, we'll be off and on. And again, uh, welcome any calls in. Oh, I didn't put up the, uh, the blinker. Didn't do that. I got to get into my routine of uh, putting up the fact that we're on live. We got a little module that... I have to activate that comes up on the Supernet radio. It says we're on the air, and there's a Skype uh, button there, too. And people are welcome to Skype in, and uh, I need to start doing multitasking and get better at that, monitoring that chat for questions that come in. And uh, But anyway, we're on the march, and uh, Supernet radio is uh, aiming to uh, be a moving force in uh, presenting the Supernet Radio to uh, the known universe and uh, anyone else that might uh, stop by. You know, we get some alien life forms. Uh, we'll just uh, ship it to them. So uh, that's an inside joke there. And uh, that's it for Covando today. Peace out.